Welcome back to the Money Markets and Macro Podcast, brought to you by Atticus Capital. I'm your host, Liam Hennessy. This week, we've had an interesting turn in the marketplace. It appears stocks and the indices are doing relatively well on the back of what was a, and what continues to be a rather fractious credit and banking market and sector. Now, there's a lot of different reasons why the market is performing so well, and we'll take a look at those today. But one of the things market participants seem to be missing is the volatility in the debt and bond markets, which continue to this day. Once Silicon Valley Bank went under, we saw yields all across the curve fall precipitously across the board. Every single rate fell between the one month and the 30 year. There was a little bit of stabilization for the very long term ones. So the 30 year was relatively stable throughout that time period. The 20 year was relatively stable, but they both still fell. And that was following the 10th of March. On the 13th and 14th of March, we saw a ton of volatility. There was a lot of selling in the bond market on the 14th, and then a lot of buying on the 15th, and then a lot of selling on the 16th, and then a ton of of buying on the 17th and then there was a little bit of pause and then back to big selling on the 21st then a lot of buying on the 22nd so the volatility in the debt market especially in specifically in the treasury market continues the 10-year yield is trading at 3.48. So, at the start of the month, essentially, the start of March, we are in April now. At the start of March, the 10-year was trading at around 4%. We're down 50 basis points on the 10-year. The 7-year is down over 60 basis points. The 2-year is down almost 90 basis points and so on and so forth the one month had a very large dip and then it has recovered somewhat it's very interesting to see on the very short term short term rates are essentially the two month and the one month are back to where they were on the 6th of march the sixth the one and the two was 475 and 479 respectively and on the 31st, since it is a weekend, it was 474 and 479, respectively. So they're essentially equal. But where there's a large difference is further and along the yield curve, right? Essentially ranging from the six month all the way to the 30 year, but more drastically between the two year and the 10 year. 
So what does that tell you? It tells you there's still sufficient buying at the long end of the curve. And a lot of the risk, risk aversion, the hedging, the collateral being sought is further down the risk curve. And you can see that when you look at the spread between the two and the tenure. We got to a low on the 7th and 8th of March of over 100 basis points. It was 107 basis points on the 8th. It then rallied back, or the spread tightened from 107 basis points all the way down to only 38 basis points on the 24th and 23rd. And those have widened yet again, but only slightly now on the 31st of March, the spread is only by 58 basis points. So what all of this really means is there continues to be problems, collateral runs in some sense, in some real sense, some volatility, some risk aversion still playing a part in the debt markets, even though we're a couple of weeks past Silicon Valley and Signature, we got past Credit Suisse in some real sense. There was a Deutsche Bank debacle, which rose and fall, fell. But regardless of all of that, and regardless of the Fed opening up the term or the bank term lending funding financing facility <laughs> whatever the new tool they needed because they just didn't have enough tools right after saying they had just enough tools to deal with the problem they had to go on and make some new tools but with all of that with regulators central planner, central bankers, everybody doing everything they can to quell the marketplace. Where the stock market is rallying, and we can discuss a little bit why, the bond market, the real money players in this system, seemingly don't believe it. We still have well, a long way to go when we're looking at the 210 spreads and how deeply inverted they are, which they are still deeply inverted compared to where they have been going all the way back to January 2nd of 1990. Where the lowest inversion between the last 30 years has been in late 99, which was inverted by around 51 basis points. And we're still below that now. We got, you know, we doubled that inversion depth in 2023 and as we made clear in one of the previous podcasts it isn't so much the inversion which should worry market participants it should be the recovery the tightening the normalization of that inversion because that then means that there has been enough stress in the bond market where something snapped and then everybody who was 
for lack of better words, taking advantage of the rate environment in which inversions cause, that snapback, that rubber band snaps and everybody floods into collateral and the market gets drained of credit and liquidity. And then it you know, follows precipitously into the next phase of whatever's to come. So we're getting to that point. We're not there yet. And we may not get there until, well, who knows, a couple of weeks, a couple of months. There could be something that occurs in the meantime that holds it off. It could be a year. Who knows? Do I think it'll be as long as a year? No, probably not. But it's all a game of probabilities. What's the most probable course for which the bond market will go? That's the question we always have to ask ourselves. So speaking of market reaction, let's take a quick look here. I know we're doing this a little inverted today. Take a quick look at the marketplace. We have the S&P 500 trading at 4109. Trading very well off of the lows, off of 3800. Looking strong, looking good. It's up against a little bit of resistance, a little bit of supply around 4,200. We'll see if we get up there. 4,200 is going to be that range. So keep an eye on that level for the S&P, although it is doing very well. S&P is looking healthy. NASDAQ, same same picture here, trading at 13,181. Uh, right again at this sort of gap range that we saw back in August of 2022. Right on the 8th and the 15th. Fill that gap, and then we've got around 13,550, 13,750, right around that range. So you've still got about 600, 500, 600 points in the NASDAQ to get up to that real limit of the resistance that we saw back in, well, August of 2022. Keep an eye on the NASDAQ, performing very well. Dow Jones. After the sell-off from that pivot, it is recovering at 33,275, 274, excuse me. Uh, a little bit of resistance. Again, here we have some more room on the Dow Jones. I mean, the Dow Jones can realistically get all the way up to 35,000 if there's enough momentum behind it. We'll see. We did bottom out at 31,800. And we're trading right into where we were consolidating over the previous cycle. So... Could be a little more volatility, maybe a little more stagnation between, say, 34, 400, and 32, 3300. Um, excuse me if I said 32, 3300. I mean, to, I meant to say 32, 800, and 34, 400, right within that range. I'm just kind of, I'm giving you, I'm eyeballing these ranges for the current moment and for the sake of not getting too lost in the technical weeds here so dow jones looking good i always like to do the reason or all-time highs to where we are today down only 10.2 percent or 10 percent right around there so we're still in technical correction but nothing too significant we can pop up a few hundred points and then we'll be out of the technical uh, drawback Russell 2000 trading at 1813. Doing very well. 
right off of that 1700 bottom, right where we have a few of these support lines. We have a touch in May of 2022, again in June of 2022, again in September and October of 2022, and even December of 2022. All of those lows give us a good idea that that is where the buyers and demand will be. We saw the sell-off starting in uh, starting on Monday, March 6th, following the collapse of SVB. We said 1700 likely going to be the low here. Like to see, likely going to see buyers step in around that range. We saw buyers step in around the range, and we're up about 113 points from that bottom. Interesting to look here at the dollar index. We're taking a look here, trading at 102.594, trading right around this sort of mid-range level that we peaked out in. Uh, 2016, we peaked again in 2020, March of 2020, uh, January of 2016. We had a little bit of volatility in April of 2022 when we rose through this level all the way up and peaked out at 114.8 in October of 2022. We are seeing that dollar index fall rather significantly. We'll see we have all the way down to 100, 100 is sort of that low level that I'm looking for the dollar to get to. If it falls below 100, there may be some further downside in the cards for the US dollar, but we are far from the historic lows and far from the historic highs, both of being 70 on the low side that we reached back in 2008 and 164 all the way back to 19. 1985. So we are right in between in the middle there. Same levels we were at in the 90s, late 90s, and early 2000s. And again, between 14, well, really starting, yeah, right around 14, 15. So dollar index right in the mid range. Interesting developments with BRICS, the Shanghai Cooperation Index, or Index, Shanghai Cooperation. Uh, Agreement, something of the sort. I think SCO, Shanghai Cooperation Organization, I believe. A lot of different trading. It's it's the new multipolar world, which was inevitable to start. You know, we couldn't live in this post World War II hegemonic era forever. Obviously, it's been nearly eighty years since the end of the World War, Second World War, and we no longer live in the Cold War, even though many believe that we do. Simply, we don't. So, the new multipolar world will draw pressure on the U.S. dollar, on the American economy, so long as, well, in the U.S. we see ourselves as a hegemonic power. That's a whole different discussion for a whole different day, but I think the rest of the world is showing us the path forward, so we should acknowledge at least in part that it is occurring. Taking a look at natural gas trading at $2.21. Again, trading at the lows here. Not too sure about the in-depth marketplace for natural gas. Obviously, trading on the lower range. Oil recovering. We did see OPEC, I believe, on the 1st of April made an announcement that they were cutting, I believe, 1 million barrels in production. Oil then spiked from 64.30 to 75. 
let's see where we are today, 67, 75, 67 was the close. So right back into the consolidation range, which started back in December of 2022. So we'll see. We are at some resistance here for the uh, oil index. So we'll see if it wants to continue to rise. If it does, the upper range that I'm looking at is $82 per barrel. Silver and gold both performing well. Silver trading at 24 15 gold trading at 1986.2 so gold finding a little bit of resistance here around 2000 silver looking good it's got some problems at 25 right around that range right around that level 25 is going to be some big resistance we'll see short term the current momentum looks very strong we've got the 10-year treasury we just take, took a look at trading uh yielding 347 347 basis points the low we got to over the past year or so has been three well all the way down to 328 we'll see if it continues to fall but indicative of continuing collateral runs in the treasury market. Uh, I also had up here UBS, Deutsche Bank, both sort of doing their own thing. UBS trading at 21.33, a little bit sketchier. DB trading at $10.21. So it is trading off of its highs of around 14, but again, these are case specific points. Bitcoin trading, interesting. I just wanted to take a look and note this. The last close was 28.740 doing very well it got to a low of fifteen thousand back in november of 2022 and is trading back at 28 almost twenty nine thousand. we'll see trading at some big 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 resistance here at twenty eight thousand six hundred twenty eight thousand seven hundred right around that range we'll see if bitcoin wants to continue its uh, current path but with that being said for today i wanted to keep it relatively short actually very short under 20 minutes just to keep an eye on treasuries, the debt market, the bond market, and some updates on the stock market. With that being said, thank you all very much for listening, and we will see you all with a special report this Thursday. Until then, thank you all for listening. Bye-bye.